Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. think for us to really grasp what it meant. The the curse of, the humiliation of being crucified. Not, not, Not just executed, but crucified. It was it was something special in a horrible kind of way. Do you ever wonder what it took for Jesus to be crucified? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he encourages you to think about and to be grateful for Jesus' death on the cross. This was a brutal way to die, and Jesus did it for the sake of the world. He endured the cross for you and me. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 20 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. In the ancient Roman world, there were very few things more terrifying to contemplate than the prospect of being crucified. It was something that they saw all the time. One article I read said the practice became especially popular in the Roman-occupied Holy Land. Now, it's worded that way because you have to remember crucifixion didn't start with the Romans. It started before that, but they really got into it and perfected it and kept it going. It says in the year 4 B.C., The Roman general Varus crucified 2,000 Jews. So that's like, I don't know, five a day. And that's just the Jewish people, right? And there were mass crucifixions during the first century AD, according to the Roman Jewish historian Josephus. You know, it's, it's no surprise really that the followers of Jesus seem to have just almost refused to believe him when he told them that that's what was going to happen to him. It had to have been confusing. I mean, it was, it was too horrible to think about. For one thing, they were sure that Jesus had come to conquer the Romans, not, not to be crucified by the Romans. He, they, they came to the conclusion, he's the guy. This is the Messiah. I mean, the Messiah's, Messiah's going to defeat these people, not be crucified by them. What is kind of surprising, if you think about it, is how patient he was, how persistent he was in warning them over and over again that that, that was exactly what was going to happen. And it's, it's hard, I think, for us to really grasp what it meant. The, the curse of, 
the humiliation of being crucified. Not, not, not just executed, but crucified. It was, it was something special in a horrible kind of way. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 17, which is where we pick it up, continuing our study through the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus and his followers were in the area of Jericho. Next week, we'll see that, you know, he's leaving Jericho. But they're in that general area. And, and, and Matthew tells us now, Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples aside on the road. So if you can picture it, he's got, a, he's got a big crowd of people. He has, at this point, he has a lot of people following him around. But he pulls the 12 to one side on the road, and he, and he said to them, behold, we're going up to Jerusalem. And remember, anytime you find that word behold, it's kind of an emphasis. It's like Jesus was saying to him, guys, you need to pay attention to this. You need to be aware. You need to, you need to contemplate. Think about this with me. We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify, and the third day he'll rise again. Mark's gospel, in his account of this, tells us that Jesus was kind of leading the way. In other words, he's got this big crowd of people, but he's out in front of them, and that all who followed along behind him were amazed and afraid. And it just kind of throws that out. Mark just kind of throws that out there. They're, they're following him, and they're amazed, and they're afraid. We have the, the benefit of knowing the end of the story. You know, we know the whole, the whole thing, but, but they didn't know. And they're following along behind him, clearly still thinking that he intended to do then what the Bible says he's going to do in the future, defeat the Romans, overthrow them, you know, establish his kingdom, set up a government. The Bible says one day Jesus will show up with the armies of heaven in which you and I who love him will be soldiers. I'm amazed sometimes at how much I wasn't taught as a young man going to church, attending Sunday school week after week after week after week after week. You know, I mean, I, I, I have like the vaguest memory of being in the nursery in the Baptist church in Georgia. You understand what I'm saying? I was like, I was a toddler. I remember we feared Mrs. Walker and her paddle. It's like little three-year-old. If she said jump, you said how high, right? Because otherwise you got to pop. But I wasn't, there's so many things I wasn't taught. You know, we, we were taught the Bible stories. I mean, I knew about Jonah and the whale. I knew about David and Goliath. And, you know, I mean, I, I knew the Bible stories. But I didn't understand that the Bible teaches that one day Jesus is going to rule the earth and that, that those who've loved him and followed him are, are going to be a part of that for a thousand years, actually over a thousand years. We just don't know how much over a thousand years. And that it's after that, the judgment day will take place. But see, 2,000 years ago, his mission was to submit himself to a cruel, humiliating death in order to defeat death for you and me. So that, the way the Bible words it, so that death would no longer have dominion over us. He submitted himself to that. And even though this was the third time now that Jesus had talked to them about his 
crucifixion and resurrection, he you know, told them what to expect, they were still in denial about it. Verse 20 says, now think about this, okay? Jesus has just told them, listen, I'm gonna be betrayed to the chief priests, to the scribes. They're gonna condemn me to death. Pretty clear, right? Everybody understand what that means? They did too. Peter, James, John, the others, they would have understood this terminology, this what, you know, they, they, they understood his speech. They just couldn't quite wrap their minds around the idea. Messiah is going to be condemned to death. And then they're going to hand me over to the Gentiles who are going to mock me. They're going to, they're going to make fun of me, and they're going to scourge me. And then they're going to crucify me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. And then check this out, verse 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, James and John, by the way, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your kingdom. Now, in my mind's eye, I can't help but see Jesus kind of shaking his head at this point. It's like, yeah, oy vey, who said that? That was perfect. Oy vey. Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with a baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, we are able. Now, pause right there for just a second and try to digest the pride, the arrogance, because every single one of us are capable. No, let me rephrase that. Every single one of us are guilty of that. He says to them, you don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink the cup? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism? And they both stood up and, absolutely, we got this. They had no idea how far short of this they were. Now listen to me really carefully. This is a it's a rabbit trail and I'm not gonna spend much time on it. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to The Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. 
come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.